Hello and welcome to Defining Culture. I'm Hunter Smith and this is the show where I chat to the funniest and most interesting people I know about the piece of pop culture they found most formative. It could be a movie, it could be a TV show, or it could even be, and it very nearly was this week, an NRL team. Can you imagine? Thanks to everybody who's given us a nice review or shared the pod. It would be a huge help if you could please forward it on to anyone who you know who might love a listen, or even to everyone you know. Honestly, there's no rules, I dare you. This week, I am truly blessed to have the divine Georgie Tunney join me for a chat. Georgie is a journalist and presenter. You'll know her from the telly where she hosts The Project on 10. And before that, she was over on the ABC on News Breakfast. But enough about her CV, because what truly, truly qualifies Tunney as the perfect guest for me is that she is a true top-tier pop culture fan, which you're about to see for yourself in a second. Talking to Georgie Tunney was a complete pleasure cruise, and I hope it's a lovely listen too. Georgie, Tony, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having much me. Much appreciated. Here in my little podcast room. It's very professional. <laughs> thank you. Thank I you. am very impressed. I couldn't put anything like this together. Now, uh, you could be the perfect guest for this podcast, I think, because I've always thought that you're one of the great fans. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you, you can be uh, an all-in fan on a huge <laughs> array on many genres of culture. That's a lovely way of saying I know a lot about many useless things. Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I've got many yeah. niches. That's more than just... I think it's more than just trivia, though, because I know a bit of trivia, but you're you're enthusiastic. Oh, I am. I am. And to quote- You our, love things. Yes. And to quote our colleague, Hamish McDonald, who is a very serious journalist, war correspondent, who we love dearly, um, he's always like, you get fanatical about lots of things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's and, a more succinct and, way of putting it. And I was like- <laughs> I guess I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just, I'd never really noticed that about myself. I've been a full fangirl ever since I can remember, and I've thoroughly enjoyed belonging to multiple different subcultures. Mm. But I guess I never would have actually described myself as that because I'm too in it. Yeah. And then yeah, it's not, yeah. I don't, like, I don't think it's weird that I know all of these random details about you know, that exact time that this particular thing happened to that celebrity. But Mm. people can be like, why would you know that? Yeah, I can relate to that because I like to do a bit of what I call recreational research (laughs) where I will just think of someone. uh, It happened this week. The cause came up. (laughs) Yes. um, And a friend of of ours was telling me something about the cause and then I was like, oh, well, did you know the cause are – They were very popular in Ireland, Mm -hmm. uh, but they were hugely popular here Mm -hmm. in Australia and a couple of other countries. And she was like, no, how did you know that? And I was like, you know, one night I was just reading all I could about the cause. See, you and (laughs) I are the same person, just in case. (laughs) It's like, why? And and also, why did I need to know at that specific point in time? Mm. And why have I retained it? Mm. So, where you and I differ, though, is that I'm pretty, uh, how can I say it? Like, I'm into gay guy stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. But I feel like you cross genres. <laughs> yeah. So, you can be uh, massive into Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. but also the Brisbane Broncos. That's right. That's right. And so, how did you avoid, or did you avoid on purpose, being like pigeonholed? Like, what, what, were, you, what were you giving at high school? Um, I was giving, to be honest, that's probably a pretty um, solid review of just me as my personality as a human. Because I did have a group in high school. But and 
we should have been, and I say this as like a should in air quotation marks, we should have been the most popular girls in school because all my girlfriends were super hot. Mm. Like I don't put myself (laughs) in that category, but they were like hot and blonde and just Mm -hmm. really pretty and they Mm -hmm. were the girls that would go to the parties and boys would want to be around them. Okay, so what personality did they have that they, despite that, they weren't the popular? (laughs) Well, this is the thing, this is the thing, and yet it was very, it was very clicky. Like my school was very clicky. So it was, it was just that we kind of just hung them out amongst ourselves but I could kind of go between different groups mm-hmm, I guess because mm-hmm. I did different subjects and they kind of did the same kind of subjects mm-hmm. and would always hang out with the same kind of people but I would just like go between different things and be able to find random things and yeah. because I was some may say hyper fixated now looking back <laughs> on many different things I was able to find like commonality yeah, anywhere yeah. I guess yeah do you think it's too basic to think because you've ended up as a journalist mm. and you, across those exact topics. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think you, you were just genuinely curious and so you didn't really maybe see those sort of divides? Yes, and I guess I never really thought of it as you couldn't cross genre. No, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, never, yeah, yeah. it, would nev- it never crossed my mind that I, just because I liked football, my football being rugby league, mm. that I couldn't also cry at Taylor Swift concerts. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They weren't mutually exclusive to me. Yeah. Um, which is probably, you know, this... I'm not sure if it's a lack of self-awareness or a lack of social awareness mm. around those kind of tropes, mm. but it's put me in good stead for yeah. my career, certainly. Because yeah. then I can naive, be like, oh, it's yeah. beautifully naive. Beu- that's yeah. it. Naive <laughs> is the word. Naive is the word. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, let's get into it. So, when I asked you what topic you might like to do, <laughs> you sent me a text with four or five options. That's right. We've Many niches. Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Brisbane Broncos, mm-hmm. imagine. Um, <laughs> Buffy, you said. Buffy, I said Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. But what have you gone for in the end? My defining culture, the moment that has probably led me to where I am right now, is the OC. When it comes to era-defining TV shows, they don't come more millennial than the OC. Debuting in 2003, it joined the ranks of Melrose Place and Dawson's Creek as one of the great teen dramas, and we mean drama. Based around bad boy Ryan and his move to the super opulent OC, it was a monster hit around the world and propelled the cast, particularly Misha Barton and Adam Brody, to superstardom. Chris McCarr. Chris McCarr. That's right, it's a new holiday, Ryan, and it's sweeping the nation. It ran for four seasons to, you know, varying quality and introduced the world to the Californian suburbs of Orange County, kicking off a string of shows about the area. Oh, and the theme song, Slade. Stunning choice. Yes, thank you. Thrilled with it. Thank Took you. Took me right back as soon as you said it, actually. I think it is, it's a very, like, of an age. Very of an it's, age. It's, yeah. oh, yeah, that lives in that time. If you like the OC, if you know the OC, mm. if you can quote the OC, mm. you are peak millennial. And so, where, how old were you when it hit? When it was biggest, I was high school. So, in mm-hmm. my mind, I was the same age as the characters. Mm-hmm. Um Looking back on clips now, I can see that those actors are very good-looking people in their mid-twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would be like, now, now, 
Now, why is that Rachel built? She looks great. Yeah. Summer's so beautiful. Yeah, it's so why true. Why do I not look like that with yeah, my unkept eyebrows like and braces? Yeah. She doesn't all look like she's in an awkward phase. <laughs> no, no. No. I had a similar thing. I've been watching some episodes today, um, but with the parents. Oh, God. I was like, these are pretty good looking at the oldest 42-year-olds. Yes. Like, Yes. <laughs> There's um, Seth's dad, Sandy, <gasps> Sandy with the Cohen. big eyebrows. He, yeah. He's age-appropriate, I think. Yes. But all, almost all the other ones, I'm like, these are young people. I know. Yeah. Actually, that's such a good point, and I'm glad I didn't do this in my research for joining you on this episode because it would probably send me into an existential crisis if I looked back and saw that, you know um, – Jimmy Cooper was actually my age when he was filming that. Yes. Like the AJM now is how old he was when he was being Marissa's dad. I'd, I'd lose my mind. Is that uh, Tate Donovan? Tate Donovan. Yeah, he's yeah. very handsome. He yeah. is. He yeah. is. But at that time, he was just Marissa's dad. Ancient Boring. Yeah. <laughs> so Why true. are we focusing on the parents all the time? <laughs> now, um, was the OC a hit for all your friends? Was it like the show that you were watching? It was the show. The show. It was the show that you had to watch it when it came out. And it was, I think, from memory, it was like 8.30, I want to say on a Tuesday, which sounds weird mm-hmm. now because of streaming and stuff like that. But I do think it was it was midweek. It wasn't a weekend show that I mm. remember watching. Yeah. It was like you had to stay up and watch it so that you could be up to date with everything yeah. when you went to school the next day. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to get spoiled. Like, everything was a spoiler. Everything yeah. was a spoiler. And we all wanted to talk about exactly what happened with Marissa, Summer, what was going on with Seth, Ryan. Were you a Seth girl? Were you a Ryan girl? Yeah, like that's one of my questions, obviously. Which one were you? Oh, Seth. Seth. Seth, which will surprise <laughs> no one. That's good to Absolutely say, no one. surprising as for all time. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never understood. I mean, Ryan was like, you, you know, he's the butch bad boy, which is just – None of my areas. Mm -hmm, None mm -hmm. of my areas. Whereas Seth being the awkward, dorky indie boy was like, oh, my gosh, loved him. He was so gorgeous, though, wasn't he? He So gorgeous. beautiful. And, you know, I've been thinking pretty well acted, too. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like – I don't think – I don't want to – I feel like I'm showing my ass a bit, maybe, but I I didn't find it super cringe. No. No, I I think looking back, the – Actor that struggled the most with acting um, was probably <laughs> um, Misha Barton, who was Marissa. But yep. she was actually her age. Oh, right. So, so she, she was the, the only rest. one that was, yeah, that could probably enrol in a high school during she that time. was a young actor, wasn't she? Because I remember her from... Notting Hill? Yes, Notting Hill. Yes, when Hugh Grant comes in and they're talking about horse and hound oh. and he's pretending to be that. <laughs> See what I mean? Random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ra- yeah, yeah. I'm there, though. Yes. That's one of my favourite movies, Notting Hill. Oh, God, isn't it good? I really love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And I, do I also know her from like a horror film, like the, the Sixth Sense or something like that? I think I can oh, picture her probably as yeah. like a like demon child or something. Yeah. See, yeah, see, yeah. and even that though, even that early acting chops mm. didn't really come across no. as, as, <laughs> as as the depressed teenager with everything. You no, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so true. So um, you obviously devoured the OC back in the day. Is it a show that you've gone back to in more recent years? Because, you know, with, with streaming, a lot of people are back onto their old shows. I haven't, just because I know I would lose weeks yeah. of my life. Like, <laughs> I, I also think that with the OC, it's one of those series that I wish it kind of stopped at season one, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Like, season two, three, four beyond um they were good they had to wrap up some storylines they tried to create the drama but it was season one that i lived in and Mm. i used to have um the dvd box set (laughs) and i would go back and i would just watch it on repeat like i would have season two and three i didn't wasn't interested i would just watch season one and i would just stay there 
I've actually gone back um, many times, though, since that show ended and listened to the soundtrack. Oh, great. Because for me, the OC, yes, it was about the storyline and the drama and the actors and being obsessed with Adam Brody, a.k.a. Mm, Seth mm. Cohen. But it was mainly the music. Like, it was one of those shows where you discovered artists. Right. And so, that was when I first heard about Death Cab for Cutie. Had never heard about them right. before that show. Yeah. It introduced me to songs like Hallelujah, Jeff Buckley's version. Yes, yes. Uh, because, you know, before that, I was like, oh, I, I don't remember it. Whereas, I could yeah. tell you the scene that it was used in. Or Imogen Heap. I'd never heard of her before. Yeah. But her, her song, Hide and Seek, is littered throughout the series. Mm. And so, like, ev- I can think of scenes based on the song. Well, speaking of the song, I want to talk about the theme song, <gasps> right? It was called California by Phantom Planet. Is it the most recognisable commercial song used as a theme tune? I could think of the Friends song as probably say, better. I it's up there with the Rembrandts probably. Yeah. But otherwise, that's sort of a period in time where they were really doing that. Sort of before that, I was thinking of like, you know, your sort of sitcom themes like Will and Grace, like they were or Seinfeld, they were real... They were classic sitcom songs. Yes, yeah. yes. I think as a as a song that's a standalone that you could listen to the whole thing with lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yes, because the only one recently or couple recently that I can think of that are memorable themes that I would harm or get stuck in my head is Succession and White Lotus. Yes, yeah, but yeah. those don't have any lyrics in them. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, and I assume they are uh, commissioned pieces. Um, I was reading about Phantom Planet, mm. the band. Mm. Didn't do a lot. No other major hits. No, not really. But the random thing, and I think I'm right here in that part, again, some random pop culture mm. that I know in my head about Phantom Planet is that years later, Phoebe Tonkin, the Australian actress, went out with the, I don't think she still goes out with them, but went out with the lead singer really? from Phantom Planet. Because I remember, because I love Phoebe Tonkin, yeah. so I follow her on Instagram. And then she was like dating this person. I was like, who now, who is that? Yeah. And it was Phantom Planet. And then that led me down to a deep dive being like, oh my God, remember that? And oh, it was like yeah. California. Ha- and I was like, I wonder if they're in California how together. How old do you think she is? Uh, how old? Yeah, do you think like, do you think the OC is, is as oh, important she, to her yes. as it was to us? Surely, yeah. surely. Yeah, I wonder how, surely how she ended to up be. there. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'd love that. Like, oh my God, remember that, remember that song? Yeah. What, what was it? What was that song that you had? Hey, someone else who was in Phantom Planet is Jason Schwartzman, the actor. Do you know him? Yes. Isn't that bizarre? He's the one that I always get confused with Adam Brody. Yes, Not Adam absolutely. Brody, Ad- Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody, yeah. Adam yep, Brody yep. is Seth. Adrian Brody. Yeah, he was in it up until 2018 or something like that. What? Yeah, definitely in it for that song at the time. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were a real Californian creation, I think, just like the song. And uh, they, they took a long hiatus, but they've been back on the road since 2019, so... There's probably still time to see them. There's still time. Mm. Phoebe, let me know. I wanted to ask if, if Phantom Planet were playing in Melbourne tonight and you didn't have plans, would you go? No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. What if it was a free ticket? Uh, even Is it nearby? <laughs> uh, if it's nearby, I would. Yeah, I would say it's going to take you 20 minutes, but parking will be tough. Do- <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Unless they have a reunion of the OC cast, then I might go. Yeah, if, if they're yeah. coming they're out. Singing that song. Yeah, if yeah. Sandy Cohen's out emceeing the event, I'm probably there. <laughs> okay, yeah. great, great. If great. I'm making eyes at Adam Brody, like just to spot him mm. in real life, I'm probably still. Yeah, I'm there. Great. I'm there. That's the effect of Seth. So, for Phantom Planet, this is by far and away their greatest commercial success. Do you think in uh, God's year of 2023, do you think they love the OC connection or hate it? I think they have to love it. 
because they don't have a choice. I think they have to lean mm. into it. But, you know, sometimes people's greatest success, they don't want to talk about it at all. That's true. And but then they have no, sort of in my mind, this is probably unfair to them, but I'm like, but then what, what relevance do you have? It's yeah, like you have yeah, to yeah. keep dining out on your The California Song. Like I was in um, America mid-year and mm. Robin and I went to Laguna Beach and mm. when we were going through driving around Orange County, mm. I made him put California oh. on. <laughs> You best believe I was scoring my own. Yeah, I was scoring my own holiday. (laughs) Being like, oh, come on, we've got to. Here we go. Here we go. Singing, screaming, California. The locals probably so over it. And they're just like another one. into it as much as you were. I mean, you know, you give him, hum him a note and he'll he'll get involved. Can't help but join in. He can't help but join in. But he didn't have, definitely doesn't have the same affiliation with the OC as I did. It was was too, it was, he was too old for it by the time that it came out. So, he didn't really have that much of an interest in it. Uh, a friend of mine who I live with at uni told me last week when I mentioned that we were going to talk about the OC, he said, oh, do you remember that um, when we were, we lived together on campus at uni and I think on a Tuesday we used to go to this same bar, right? It was like first year uni, you'd go down there, they do Palmer o'clock. So, if you ordered Palmer at five o'clock, it was only $5, right? But the OC was so popular amongst the cohort that nobody was going into the bar until we'd get there at like 10 o'clock because <laughs> the OC go from 8.30 to 9.30 in half an hour. So, they tried to entice us there by playing the OC on the big screen <gasps> to try and get us all there. And I, could, I, I can't remember anything about my life. So, I said to him, well, did that work for us? And he said, well, no, we went once or twice, but you couldn't hear the OC well enough. So, then everyone <gasps> just went back to watching it oh, at the dorms. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's probably pre-captions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, you, could, you couldn't just yeah. put the captions on. Yeah, it wouldn't like, be the same. I watch just everything with captions now anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm one of those people. Yeah. Really? It's, it's in English and I've got subtitles on. Really? Yep. But do you also have the audio? Yeah. Why? Yeah, I... I don't know. I just, I like it. Really? I like being able to read and I, I don't know. And sometimes I'm reading, sometimes I'm not, but they're just there. Gee, that's intriguing. Yeah. Are you also on your phone though? Because that's a lot. Of, I'm doing a lot of reading. I'm on my phone. Yeah, sometimes I'm on my phone. Yeah. But I try, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be better at putting my phone away. But yeah. then I'm constantly yeah, scrolling. And- Do you ever think about how we've become so addicted to screens that now we g- genuinely think of the television as the good screen? What do you mean? So... You know, when we were younger and kids, if you watch too much television, that oh, was like bad. Yes. But now we look at our phones. So, people are like, I try and put my phone away when I watch television. Yes. And it's like almost like a, a noble thing that we do. Actually, like, that's so true. Yeah. The angel the angel and the devil on your shoulder yeah, and right. you've got your flat screen. That's the angel. Yeah, it's slightly <laughs> Meanwhile, better. Meanwhile, your so phone now, yeah, is bad. So now you feel good about that. <gasps> Actually, that's so true. Yeah. That's so true. And interestingly, when it comes to the OC, I think that's the first time I can remember seeing something on screen, the good screen, Mm. (laughs) seeing something on screen and wanting it. So, Mm. I saw the Motorola flip phones on the OC. Like the Razor. The Razor. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Marissa Cooper had a pink Razor Mm -hmm. because I wanted a pink Razor. I think Ryan had a silver Razor and I was like, I want that. I want that that phone because the OC says that I want that phone. Did you get it? Yeah. 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 And every time I'm like, hello. (laughs) Hello. Hello, it's me, Marissa Cooper. (laughs) This is she. <laughs> Marissa speaking. How may I help you? How can I direct your call? <laughs> hey, you mentioned Laguna Beach earlier. Mm. Um, and I wanted to talk a bit about the legacy of the show because the OC sparked quite a wave in Orange County programming. Yes. So, yes. first there was Laguna Beach. Yes, which I also loved. Stephen. Which was a reality or a, you know, a docu-soap, yep, right? Yep, yep. You got, what was her name? Was Lauren Cox? What's the Lawrence? difference? Oh, uh, was that the... No, there was The Hills, which was a spin-off, and then there was Laguna Beach. Then there was The City. 
But I think it started with Laguna Beach and then there was the hills. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if they were the same. I think they were different people. There's Lauren Conrad, Kristen Cavallari, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then I just remember Stephen, who was the hot one. Spencer and Heidi. Yeah. <gasps> Spencer and Heidi, yes. I listened to a documentary about them, uh, about reality TV recently. It's uh, a podcast and they um, spoke to the casting directors of that show. Oh. And, you know, they literally went to the high school and sat in their car out the front. And oh then my God. went up, went up to, well, I mean, hot students, <laughs> and we're like, "Hey, how are you?" And they found a real life uh, love triangle between three of those people. I'm not, I'm not really across it. And then the parents insanely must have consented, and then the school consented by all means come and film our students in a reality show, and it went from there. Casting That's agents. That's n- can you imagine getting trying to get that up today? Although. When I was uh, at Laguna Beach, did I go past? Did I make Robert drive past that high school? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> the kids um, are trying to do their glasses, and there's you and Robert going past blasting California. They're like, another one. Another one. Christ. Another, <laughs> another day. insane Australian woman's here. <laughs> Seriously. And what struck me was that um, when I was on the beach and when I'm we going around the streets, now, did I walk every street in Orange County, County Laguna Beach? Like, probably not. It's not Brighton, but <laughs> I. Did it did strike me about how, um, for want of a better word, how small it was? Mm-hmm. In that, I remember watching, you know, the OC, watching Laguna Beach, thinking, "Wow, they just lead these incredibly glamorous lives. They're just teenagers. Mm. They're just like me, but with glamour mm. and like money mm. and so nothing like you. and standing. So absolutely <laughs> nothing like me. Just like me, but everything's different. That's right. <laughs> and and then being there, I was like, oh, it's. It's just another suburb. Well, yeah. I mean, I reckon you can apply that to a lot of America, to be honest. Yeah. And, but particularly California because it's so uh, represented on film. Totally. I had the same thing where I went for work to do a glamorous shoot in Malibu. <gasps> and I thought, well, this is just, you know, you can't made get it together. And it was it was beautiful, mm. but it did not knock my socks off no. at all. You know, it was no, nice. I thought it was going the Gold Coast. To, uh, yeah, the Gold Coast <laughs> exactly. is lovely. That's the beaches right. there are freaking lovely. Yeah, I thought I was going to like a, a Hawaiian island mm. was the vibe, but mm. no, you just take the freeway from LA down there, and yeah, yeah. and there's nothing to see. No, they don't have that weird but public art on I the highway. <laughs> That's right. It's not like going down to Mornington to see that fake hotel. That fake hotel, which the first time I was in Melbourne and the first time I saw it, I legit thought was a real hotel. And I thought, God, what a dumb place to put that hotel. Where are they parking? Where are they parking? Where are they parking? Because I've always got your eye on the details. You think, gee, you're down on your luck if you're spending a night there. Honestly, I've got these hostage situations I've got going on. Hmm, interesting, Melbourne. Yeah. Is it fair to say that the four main characters are Adam Brody, Ben McKenzie, Misha Barton and Rachel Bilson? Yes. Yes. I would say they're the, they're the fab four. Do they all hang around? Together? No, sorry. Throughout the series. Oh, I think, yes. I think Misha Barton. Oh, well, not every series. Yeah, she died in... Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, she's dead. What series was that? Do you remember? Mm, I want to say... I want to say three. I think we had four series in total. Does yes, that sound right? Yes. So, maybe end of two or three. Yeah. The TV is really brutal because, you know, it was a massive hit. Yes. But like so many shows, like three seasons or three and a half seasons, it's not that long really. It no. died in the arse quite quickly. Yes. But I think After that forget, first season, it was the first season yes. was the golden one. But, you know, the series had, they had like 22 episodes. Yes. They went for an hour. That's actually a huge amount of storyline, you know? Oh. You could fit four Australian TV so- series in 22 episodes. And, like, it was the hit teen show, but it was a glorified soap opera. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was just a soap, which is why everyone gets so obsessed with different shows, right? Because yeah, they have yeah. those soap tropes and the OC was no different. 
Did any of the four date in real life? Ooh, I think there was no Summer and Seth. See, I thought I'm, I it might, and I don't know if I've just made this up, but I feel like that they did date in real life before she started dating Hayden Christensen. Right, uh, but I also. A hippie heartbreaker. I, might, I would need to be. I, oh yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, yeah Anakin. Anakin. Um, I I would need to be fact checked, but in yeah. my mind, but that no, they I used massive. to see them. They weren't like a massive celeb couple, though. You'd remember no, if they no, well, all over the bags. No, but in real life, eventually, which is just again the most perfect millennial thing to have ever happened ever, hmm. is that is when Seth Cohen marries Blair Waldorf in real life. So out of oh. Brody with Leighton Meester, who played Blair, Blair in Gossip Girl, they're married with oh, children. I didn't know that. So of those four, uh, we, let's rank them, okay, in terms of career <laughs> success, okay. So I yes. want to know: Do you reckon they've reached their full potential? Because the, none of them, are, like none of them, are, are Oscar-winning movie stars. Put it that way. No, I would love. I would have loved to have seen Rachel Bilson go on to do more stuff mm-hmm. because I genuinely think she's super funny and yeah. I think she's one of the better actors from the entire cast. I know she did a. I think she did a series called Heart of Dixie, which oh, one yes. of my girlfriends was obsessed with and yeah, loved. Yeah, had its fans. Yes, yeah, so I think that that was good, but I feel like she could. She could totally. I, it would not surprise me if she came out. I don't know, later on and she's mm. the hit of a hit star in a sort of random role that you wouldn't expect her. Like she's a serial killer or something that yeah, you'd love. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, Because yeah, yeah. it's unexpected. But I, I would put – I'd actually put, put probably Ben McKenzie, his career is pro- – career-wise is probably just above Adam Brody's for mine. I re- that's very surprising to hear yeah. that. What's he – what do you what, – because because He I'm- was in a long-running show called Gotham. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And which I didn't watch, but it had many seasons. Mm. And then I think he's just more of like an a working actor. Like it's he, he, he would just take many different kind of roles yeah, and like yeah. and it didn't he didn't necessarily get the same um, publicity as the OC gave him or platform that that gave yeah. him. But he's been working constantly throughout yeah. in little bit pieces. I mean. I was going to say life can be cruel, but I suppose it's not really cruel if you're a working Hollywood actor. <laughs> but uh, it must be unusual or maybe humbling when you do get that massive success at 22 or mm. whatever they were. It was at the beginning of your career and then you evolve back to just a working actor, which is probably how most people start out and then get big if they're lucky. Yes. And I don't think a lot of people do that. Like I think no. a lot of people would rather leave altogether. Because mm. yeah. I, I, I always think it would be such a, a, such a mind fuck for them in that – there was a time when magazines across the world, like not just in America, but you know, somehow made it all the way here. It would have been the same in Japan, and you turned in, you turn into the centerfold, and it was posters of them. Yeah, that absolutely. you would put on your wall. Yeah, like I remember, yeah, yeah. I know the pose that Seth Cohen, Adam Brody is in. It was like a yellow background, and he's there, and he's like jumper with his collar tied yeah, up, and his pants. Yeah, just sit, yeah, sitting down. Like, that. <laughs> like I just, I, I find that fascinating. How you come back for that? Yeah. How you come back from that with people? especially youths of the day who would just walk yeah. past them and have no interest. Yeah. And then I could walk past and be like, <gasps> yeah. Seth. You know you're about to marry one of them. Though, oh, right? yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just so ask him fascinated what it feels by like. this. I could just ask him. Yeah. Yeah. How do they move on with their lives? What's it like? I wonder what they're what doing. Are they like real people? They do? <laughs> <laughs> they're driving you around the OC reluctantly playing the theme song. That's what they're doing. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> um so, Ben McKenzie, well, good jobbing actor, but I also have just discovered that he's rebranding as a financial pundit. Oh, stop. And he is um, 
very skeptical and critical of cryptocurrency. Oh. And so he's popping up on like Fox Business, stuff like that, talking down crypto. And in fact, if you're interested, you can buy his book, <laughs> Easy Money, Cryptocurrency, <laughs> Casino, Capitalism and the Golden Age of Fraud. Stop. Yeah, the it's golden just come age out. Yeah. <laughs> it just came out in September. So now, see, that's something that that's my, my that is a pivot. My brain would struggle to comprehend that if I was watching him trying to take serious financial advice because on the OC, he was famously poor. Yeah, that's right, which like, is his fault. Yeah, yeah, he was the one from the wrong side of the tracks that yeah. was, you know, taken in by the rich, glamorous family. Yeah. And so, yeah, that would do – I'd be like, hang on, but hang on, Ryan. Yeah, Hold on a right. second here, Ryan. But I maybe mean, are you mischaracterising that? Because he was a man from the wrong side of the tracks, but he got himself into that pool house. That's so I maybe mean, that, true. Yeah. He made that pool house his Absolutely. own. Yeah. Um, Rachel Bilson mm. – Still, still seems delightful. I believe she has a huge podcast. Have a listen to it. Mm-hmm. But um, I know about that because a few months ago, or maybe last year, she got in a bit of strife because she went to high school with Rami Malek. Have oh. you heard this story? No, I have not heard this so story, she but I love to, Rami Malek. So she went to high school with Rami Malek. And when he won the Oscar, I think this is what happened. Um, so, she was obviously telling anyone who would listen that she went to high school with him. And who wouldn't? <laughs> who wouldn't? You know? like yeah. um, It's Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Like, I was from the same town as Vanessa and Rossi, and I'm still talking about it. You know? So, I get it. But um, God, that's so funny. I'm like, I'm from Brisbane. That's yeah. where the Veronicas are from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she must have mentioned it. She must have mentioned it enough times that it was it was annoying mm. Rami Malek, right? <laughs> so then she's managed to dig out a photo. So it's a oh photo of her and Rami. It's a selfie, and they're um, it looks like they've gone to a Broadway show, maybe in year eleven or something, right? So she's found a photo. So now she's posting the photo. Anyone looking? So she posts a photo. Dear Rami, you know, don't forget the little people or something like that. <laughs> Anyway, Rami has oh. got in contact via his people oh, no. and asked her to stop. Oh, no. <laughs> just so embarrassing. That's so much worse than if it was just like Rami being like, Rach, yo, can you please stop this? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's not even worth me reaching out directly. People, go for it. I know. But then God love her. I, we only know about this because she made it public. So I love then, that. So she's gone on the podcast, that. her podcast or Dax Shepard's podcast, I think. Okay, and maybe she, she, she leaps Ben McKenzie he didn't then. Like, <laughs> he didn't like it. And um, she had to take it down. And I was like, man, talk about Earning your losses, she's really, <laughs> really taken on and turned it into content. So I enjoyed that. And I think you're understanding, underselling the great Misha Barton, who's starring in the revival of Neighbours. Oh, that's true. She is back. And do you know what? It was so funny because when that news broke here, and people were like, "Oh yeah, Misha's Misha Barton's going to be on Neighbours," I was actually very excited. I was like, "That's massive. You don't understand. No, yeah, yeah, people yeah. are not understanding how big this is." Misha's interesting because I don't know. She was. The it girl, like she yes. was, th- she was it. Yeah. She, uh, from memory, more than anything, because I didn't, I didn't grow up watching Nine Hundred Two One Zero, or I didn't watch up Beverly. Oh, that is Nora's the same thing. Place Nora's Place, that's yeah, it. Party yeah. of Five, like I missed all those. Yeah, but she was like, I don't, I, her level of fame was just Huge. stratospheric, like yeah, gigantic. And in her defence, I reckon it one of the worst times to be that famous. Like, that was, we're talking peak paparazzi, yep. you know, like um, oh, it pre-social media, before social media took the edge off the paps. Yes, yes. The, it was, she was in there with the um, Paris Hilton, oh, yes. Britney getting Yes, totally. And I remember stalked. it definitely shaped- um, The Paris Hilton, all over Paris Hilton. Oh, my God. Yeah. The mindset of what it was to be um, a girl at that time because she was like the hottest thing on earth was how she was- um, talked about and Mm. how she was always presented and then because of that how the mighty fall because then everyone wants to point out every 
oh, well, not inadequacy, every floor. Yeah. Um, and so I remember like the magazines that, you know, I'd have the same magazines where I was like tearing out posters of Adam Brody and then there'd be the other magazines which was telling me that cellulite was bad because they'd got like an upskirt photo of Misha Barton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, that's exactly what I mean about like normal. the worst time, yeah. you know. Yeah, shocking. There's a couple of Twitter accounts that tweet the tabloids from like 10 mm. or 15 years ago and, man, some of the stuff like – I mean, I suppose we knew it was bad at the time, but with a bit of hindsight, it's really baffling, mm. particularly the body stuff. You oh, know. it's terrible. It's so bad. It's, it's so bad. A photo of Mariah Carey looking fantastic now. Like, so, she looks so good. And they literally are like, we forgot to put Mariah in last week's fat thighs issue. So, we thought, we here she is now, like, <gasps> like Oompa Loompa, something like that. Like, it's a jaw, <laughs> it's jaw-droppingly bad, yeah. And, you know, Misha was probably, as you said, she was playing age Yeah, she was actually the so, young one. Yeah, yeah she, was she was probably was 19 the young when that was happening. Yeah. I've always been confused as to her nationality because I feel like she's British. Mm. I feel like if she's in an American thing, she's British. Mm. But then... In, in British and Australian stuff, she's always the American. Yes, yeah. yes. A true transatlantic. I think she is She is American, though, isn't she? I think she might. I think, I think she she's American. British. Is she actually? <laughs> I think she might be British, yeah. Oh. Uh, this is my guess, oh. okay? Was, like, in Britain till 14 and then they moved to New York. Okay. That's what I think happened. Okay, mm. so that's why she's got a confusing accent sometimes. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And I thought yes. maybe that's how she ended up on Notting Hill. And then I thought maybe that made a bit of sense why she was on Neighbours, too. I thought if she's British... Ah, it makes more sense to they, end up on Neighbours. Yeah, yeah. okay. Total, I would, I'd love to there. know the true behind-the-scenes story of how she ended up there because um, I have a friend who is obsessed with Neighbours and when the news went out about Misha Barton, I called her and I was like, oh, my God, and she hadn't seen the news. I said, <gasps> you will never guess who they've cast on Neighbours. And she was guessing, like, Neighbours characters. I said, no, 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 no. It's completely outside the Neighbours universe. And she said... Is it Misha Barton? <gasps> and I was like, yeah, it's fucking Misha Barton. How did you get How did you know? And she said, oh, that's a weird, I've been hearing that for years. I've been hearing for years that they're going to cast Misha Barton on Neighbours. So I was like, oh, so it must have been, maybe she maybe she contacted them or Sorry, they're just, flirting they've with the idea. they've just got like a mood board somewhere manifesting yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. Misha, one day. Yeah, yeah. she told me that she um, interviewed a Neighbours actor and the Neighbours actor said to her, oh, you know, I only got this role. They wrote it for Misha Barton and Misha Barton dropped out. So, yeah, isn't that bizarre? That's so bizarre. So, anyway, I had joined the dots in my head that she's British and loved Neighbours. <gasps> that that's why I connected it. I may, with no disrespect to Neighbours, if they got Seth Cohen. I may tune Oh, in. I'd be watching. I'd be sure. watching. Yeah. I'd be watching. Because I think what the youth, youths these days don't realise is that before Seth, and this is only speaking to my personal knowledge, but before Seth- There were no hot men. There were no- Well, there were no hot men. There were no hot nerds. Yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah, weren't, yeah. You weren't a hot nerd. You were the nerd. You were yeah. the nerd who people felt pity for and it was like, all right, they ended up because it was sweet. Yeah, yeah. Whereas right. he was yeah, the hot nerd who was like, oh, my gosh, he plays games. Like, this was this was before Zuckerberg. This was yes, before yeah, the tech yeah, giants. Yeah. yeah, he did he, the Chrismica thing. He did people Chrismica, Chrismica. Yeah. yoga lattes. Yes, he loved oh, it. Oh, people love yoga lattes. Um, I thought he was hot and I know that's not groundbreaking news, but I um, – <laughs> I'm not really and wasn't ever really uh, God how do I say that sounding gross I've never really like I've never really been into famous people yeah like with the, they had the hots for famous people I've never mm. really zoned in on them but mm. yeah he really did it to me mm-hmm. I thought he was really hot mm. and he's still hot he's still hot hey you mentioned Melrose Place before and I was I was going to ask you do you think that, that it has its place in that canon so do you think I was thinking it might go Melrose Place Dawson's Creek 
Yes, Dawson. Yep. Dawson Craig sure. and OC for me are real twin shows. Yeah. In fact, before I said I thought Misha drowned, but I think maybe that was someone from Dawson's Creek. Maybe, I think maybe from, Michelle Williams. Yeah, drowned that may be Dawson. See, yeah. I'm I kind of missed Dawson mm. as well. I think it's a show that I would go back and watch now and thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoy. Um, but I know he was a bit nerdy actually. Dawson was a bit nerdy, but they didn't play yeah, it. But yeah. he also but he wasn't hot. But then my, my favourite in that, the one that I remember is Joshua Jackson. Yeah, Pacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the equivalent yeah, for sure. He's the one. He's he's the Seth. He's the Seth, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just look alike, and that's why I you think know, that I think, way. I think out of the show, and you, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think on Dawson's Creek, Pacey was the bad boy. But he <gasps> was also, he? But he, oh, okay. But he looks. He's more Seth coded. Looks yeah, Seth coded. Yeah, yeah. They're confusing. Yeah, confusing. It is, yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you think it holds up? Like, would I watch it in, now and enjoy? Yeah, like I don't think it's super problematic. No. You know some shows age like milk mm. and when you watch it, you think, how did we ever enjoy this, you know? <laughs> Do you think it was like that or? No, I, I mean, think you can still, I think, I, there's pro- look, as with everything, there's probably certain storylines and particular lines of dialogue that mm-hmm. don't really stand the test mm-hmm. of time. I remember there being a huge storyline in that Luke's dad was gay mm-hmm. and it was this huge thing, this huge secret and, you know, I, I guess it, now it would just be a thing because if he hadn't told anyone, like, yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but oh oh and and also there was this massive storyline in season two where Seth was started dating this girl Alex who was Olivia Wilde. Oh wow! So that's where I know Olivia Wilde from is Alex. She was like, oh um, that's way back. From oh her. my god, yeah, and she had like tattoos and she was like. The, um, worked in a bar and she was like the cool person and it was like how could Seth be interested in that bad girl she was oh, like the really? bad girl oh I gotta go check that but out that's a great tip because she was a bad girl she was bisexual yeah and so right, that was I right. think the first time the first storyline that I saw where it was an actual plot point and then mm. Marissa was bi for a bit as well oh really yes oh, yes they had they had like a little thing too and I remember the ads I remember the ads for that of them being like it would finish and it was her it was Marissa and Alex on the beach like about to make out and would just like pause and be like the AC, the OC oh, Tuesday eight thirty oh yeah like, great, tune great, in, great. Tune and in. did they make out do you remember yeah 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 they definitely did so I think I but I think maybe those things you know people would just be like what's the big deal um, yeah like watching it fu- back now that, it's funny that's a good example especially um, women kissing on television it's a great example of how being really progressive can also kind of be regressive like, yes is, is totally. it progressive as you, if you play it as like complete titillation yes, you know what I mean yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think I think it still holds up especially the soundtrack like. Yeah, Still, yeah. all of those like they used them as such devices in the episode mm-hmm. to engender emotion, mm-hmm. and so I think that that even if you weren't you know fully up with what was going on with the context or what was happening in each point of the show, the music would get you there. All right, I reckon leave it there, and we'll go, we'll go and listen to the soundtrack. <gasps> What Let's do, do it. Dice, Thank you so much, Dice Georgia Tunney. It's been a delight to revisit the OC with you. <laughs> Listen to me bang on about yeah. the OC. <laughs> California. Oh, yeah, let's sing it, right? California. Here we come. Is that harmonising? I hope Robert's listening. He'll <laughs> yeah, like that. I hope so. He'll love it. He might twitch, though, because yeah. I made him do it so many times. <laughs> Thanks, babe. 